and welcome to Is This Anime. I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us once again is Anthony. Anthony, how are you? Good, buddy. How are you? Fantastic. Anthony, we are finally tackling the long-awaited series Fire Force. And here's the thing, Anthony. You got to pick the episode, so uh, I'm going to be looking to you for guidance. Uh, So we are covering episodes 2, 5, 9... 17 and 22 of fire force season one if you dear listener uh didn't get around to watching fire force either listen to this podcast and take the risk of spoilers or you know pause and get back to it uh it's on Crunchyroll. but um anthony since you got to pick these episodes again that's not something every guest gets to do um my first question is anthony why fire force why did you want to tackle this show so much well first off i i randomly just kind of surfed through Crunchyroll and I uh, I was I was looking for a new series to watch for a little bit and I was like oh let's check it out I've, I've heard a few good good things about it and I started it and it was one of those ones where I couldn't put it down uh, obviously uh, if you've heard me talk on uh, this is anime so far uh, I am the uh, let's let's call me the the typical shonen um, action anime type of guy. Uh, that's 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 my forte. That's what I like, and this definitely doesn't disappoint that way. Um, it's not crazy. It's not the craziest in terms of plot and and all these different types of. It's got good ideas. It's got great things, but but it, it's it's action and it's your typical shonen kind of kind of feel. So that's why I really liked it, and I really got into it. So I've yeah. been bugging you about it. I'll say this, the show does have interesting world building. Like the the, the powers in this series I, I, again, so this is funny because it's kind of a role reversal. I'm I'm the the anime noob in this case because uh context, I watched the first 12 episodes of the series just on my own. I fell off it because uh I, I got busy, things happen, and then yeah, so when I asked Anthony to select the episodes, I had no idea what he's gonna select. I was familiar with the uh, first three he picked. And the episode 17 and 22, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go in blind. I'm going to be, be the true anime noob for this podcast we're covering just for fun. And so even even my reactions may frustrate Anthony. So that's going to be uh, funny as we get into those uh, other two episodes. But yeah, um, just a bit of backstory. Uh, Fire Force was created by Atsushi Okubo. This is not his first manga. His uh, He had a manga series called Be Itchy. Uh, which was serialized in Square Enix's monthly Shonen Gangan. And then he had a series called Soul Eater, um, which does have an anime adaptation and also a spinoff called Soul Eater Not. Uh, Anthony, have you seen Soul Eater? I have not. I have not. You should watch it. Uh, I do know a, a mild... I mean, I'll, I, I won't give it completely away, but there is a plot connection from Soul Eater that ties into Fire Force at some point. I know that. Um, okay, maybe, okay. So, you know, maybe you want to watch Soul Eater. It's uh, on Netflix. There's 51 episodes. And again, you, you like your shown in action shows. So who knows? Maybe, maybe down the road we'll cover uh, Soul Eater after you binge it or something. Um, but that's the show I think you would definitely like just because you're obviously a fan of Fire Force. And, uh, you know, given that there's a connection to it, a connection that may not uh, be obvious right away, but there is a connection I can confirm. So that's really cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I will de- that's one I will definitely down the line check out. Yeah, and Okubo, he also worked on a video game series I really like called Bravely Default, uh, which is a fun role-playing game series. It's a 
a fantasy role-playing game. So again, it's a bit of a different vibe from Fire Force. Um, so that's cool. I'm not, you're not a gamer, but I'm a big fan of the Bravely Default series. So the fact that Okubo has some ties to that game is pretty cool, I think. Um, <laughs> he, he's a funny guy. I've got an interview with him uh, where he uh, talks about the making of Fire Force. Um, first of all, he said his favorite manga was Dr. Slump. Uh, Anthony, are you familiar with Dr. Slump? Do you know? Um, I absolutely know of it, but uh, I've never delved into it. Uh, I, I've never been a huge manga guy unless mm. I, it really catches my attention. Yeah, it, there also was an anime adaptation, but um, yeah, Dr. Slump, for those who aren't in the know, it was Akira Toriyama's uh, first manga series that came before Dragon Ball. And uh, actually, it was so successful that Toriyama was already a millionaire before Dragon Ball even uh, came to be, just because of Dr. Slump, which just tells oh, wow. you how. Yeah, I mean, again, the, if Toriyama had simply created a Dr. Slump, that would have already made him an all-timer in uh, the manga and anime world. Um, but very different from Dragon Ball. Uh, it was not a shonen series. It was like a gag anime series. So it's like a sitcom, basically. Um, but yeah, Okubo was a big fan of that. Uh, he also said his storytelling and character designs were influenced not by manga, but by movies. He said he really likes David Lynch movies and horror movies in general. He said he was, uh, for Soul Eater, he said he was influenced by A Nightmare Before Christmas. So he's a big Tim Burton fan. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as uh, movies, though, for Fire Force, he said uh, steampunk movies in general. He didn't really have any specifics. Uh, he did uh, reveal, though, which generation of, uh, of uh, character he would like to be. Because basically in Fire Force... There are uh, three generations. The first are these infernals, which are like zombies in flames. The second generation can't ignite flames by themselves, but they can control flames. And the third generation can control flames at will. And he said of the generations uh, that he would like to be, he said the first one because it burns and goes crazy and dies. Uh, he also talked about the lead character Shinra. He said the reason why he has a forced smile while nervous is because in general, he likes to draw the toothy smile. He said he used a lot in Soul Eater, and he wanted to implement it in Fire Force. And he said this time the protagonist has to kill people for his job, and he's not supposed to smile, but he ends up smiling anyway when he's nervous. The simple reason why he likes to use the smile is that the smile has many meanings, and he likes the symbol. Like well, it, it creates almost like a, an anti-hero hero type of feel with uh, the main character here. So it's yeah. it's he's he's hated to some degrees, but uh, he's. Uh, an absolute good character, so. Mm -hmm. uh, also, Excalibur uh, has a role in uh, Soul Eater 2, but he said he wanted to do a different version of it in Fire Force. So again, it's cool that he has like these ideas that he likes to come back to, but reiterate on. So I don't know. I always like it when creators kind of have these recurring things that they, they return to or modify for their other works. Yeah, true. Um, anyways, Fire Force, this series uh, ran from February... From September 2015 to February 22, there are 34 volumes in the manga. There are two seasons totaling 50 episodes. A third season is in the works, but is yet to air. Um, presumably, it will adapt the, uh, the final part of the manga. So, getting there. Uh, I'm sure you're obviously very excited for the final season of it. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the anime debuted on July 6, 2019. Uh, hopefully, knock on wood, uh, the final season will air uh, in 2024, but we'll see. Anyways, uh, let's get into these episodes. So, Anthony, uh, what was interesting is why did you 
uh, pick episode two and not episode one when it came to your picks? What made that stand out? Uh, to start with the second. Um, I, I gotta say season or well, sorry, uh, episode two was big, big for me more or less just because uh, you had already gotten the introduction of uh, the main character Shinra and and uh, a few of the other people. Um, but you, it kind of just goes right into uh, the action and kind of just get them right in there, like in episode two, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it just it just gives you a little bit more uh, a little bit more to chew on in that second episode than than the first. So, absolutely. So episode two opens with Shinra, who is our lead boy. He's told about the upcoming rookie fire soldier games and how he and the new recruit Arthur Boyle will represent Special Fire Force Company 8. Um, so that's kind of the big deal, the, the competing uh, fire forces, which I really like, the the idea of these di different fire force companies with their own different philosophies, uh, which we'll get into in one of the episodes you picked, which I really liked. Um, fuck, it's, you're, you're going to get mad at me. I got confused between the difference between Maki and Tamaki. Are they like sisters or something? Or uh, Well, Tamaki doesn't actually come come in uh in the mix and a, a little ways down the line but uh maki is the big buff one uh that was like one of the first recruits right away for company eight which yeah. is their fire force company is there a family relationship between them or is it just because again they even have similar hair kind of are they like sisters no 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 nothing like that oh, okay <laughs> i got confused because again one's named maki one's named tamaki so i got a bit confused by that yeah, I mean, they're similar names. It's, uh, it, obviously, a lot of the names are uh, um, uh, Japanese-inspired, so uh, there's similar feels to them. I mean, unless even just similar characters designs, at least in my opinion, they both like have brown hair and stuff. Um, although Tamaki has pigtails, but that's yeah, and she and Tamaki's a, a Generation Three, whereas Maki is uh, touted as one of the strongest Generation Twos. Yeah, and she's cool. She uh, she dukes it out in a little uh, exhibition brawl with both Shinra and Arthur. Um, Arthur, who goes by the nickname uh, Night King. But yeah, she can create little uh, fire spirits and also big ones too, but I thought that was a cool little power. Um, yeah, aside from, the, aside from the fact that she's like one of the the, the, the stronger girls on the uh, um, in the show, and uh, she definitely shows it. So Absolutely. Um, then, then in episode two, we also, um, have them, uh, have one of their fire force investigations on a house that's burned down and the captain makes it clear that the infernals are human and that they're killing them. And he talks about how the crusaders don't care about the pain they're causing, but, uh, company eight does. So what I, re I really like the fact that like the captain with their company, they made sure that like, you know, they, they understood the weight of what they were doing as opposed to the, the other companies. Yeah, so I mean, well, the first thing we should probably explain yeah. is it is exactly this. Um, infernals are popping up all over, and they don't know why. Infernals are people that just turn into a generation one. They hop in flames, cause fires everywhere, and they have the typical um, fire departments there, but they also have what's called the special fire force. They have eight different companies all different and and all have different allegiances to um um some are more of a religious company some are more of uh an army-based company and then others are um uh, 
uh, have their own factions, like, and somewhat privatized. Um, mm -hmm. And they are very separate from that. Yeah, no, it, it's an interesting thing because also what, what I liked about episode five, um, which you picked, and I knew you would pick this one because that was the one that really stood out with me with the antagonist, um, Princess Hibana, who's a pretty cool character. She, she's a, she starts off as an antagonist at least um, because she's a fucking psychotic. Oh yeah. At, at least at the start. And I mean, she's still kind of crazy uh, as it goes on, but certainly in that uh, first appearance of her. Uh, was quite quite the start to her introduction. Well, and she she kind of comes off when you first meet her as very overpowered too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's her specific power? Um, she can actually control the. Um, uh, she's a generation three, first off, and yeah. she can control um, the heat ar around uh, people, and she can also create forms with it like things like flowers and things like that made of the flames okay um episode five also uh something to note this show has a lot of fan service and it's been one of the criticisms of the show because the show does go pretty hard on it uh episode five opens with iris soaking wet and uh remembering her past i'm not sure why she has to be soaking wet but again um uh, yeah, and, and uh, a little bit of a backstory to that too is each company has, as they're uh, they're killing and uh, putting to rest the infernals, each company has um, somebody from what they call the Holy Soul Temple, which is the soul is their deity, their god, and uh, they have um, uh, priests and things like that that say a blessing as each infernal dies mm -hmm. and that's and that's what uh she is so i guess Got this it. is part of her ritual and it involves just being soaking wet <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i know man um it, it should be noted uh okubo is a pretty horny dude uh, uh especially the fact that tamaki is uh Tamaki, who we meet, her powers, one of her powers literally involves the fact that she's constantly accidentally being stripped. Which... Yeah, it's, it's called her lucky lecture lure. Is, is, does, does Tamaki have like, what, what, why does that exist? Is that to counterbalance her other power or what? What's the deal with that? Uh, gonna... it, hel it helps her in some later episodes, oddly enough. Um, okay. <laughs> some of the, the, Sideline characters that are oddly strong and could could kill her literally can't because of this. Okay. Um, but uh, it 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 oddly helps her out and is and is something to work through for her and and uh, and a blessing in disguise at times. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I know for some people the fan service in this show just might be too much. Um. It is what it is. It's apparently also a big part of Soul Eater as well. So that's just the uh, the type of writer that uh, Okubo is. He's, he likes what he likes. Uh, and I, I will say um, Hinaba is my type for sure. Uh, Hinaba makes me weak in the knees. What can I say? Um, another great character who's a part of episode five, uh, Hinawa. I love him. I thought he was dope. Um, he gets a great moment where he's throwing Shinra and the gang uh, with a gun for talking. And he even shoots Shinra, but he weakens the gunpowder blast with his power. 
so yeah, he's like a second generation, but he has just like peak control over it. Um, and the fact that he's like a gunslinger, despite looking like a nerd with glasses, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, and he, he has like a weird intensity to him as well. But he's the he's the lieutenant of the company, and he's the second in charge. Yeah, he's a total fucking badass. He gets a great moment uh, when they're raiding uh, uh, Hibana's, uh, what's it called? Company? Hibana's company? Yeah, her she she runs Company Five, which is uh, and Princess is a self-proclaimed title of hers. Okay, so um, she isn't actually a princess. It's just what she calls. She's it. not actually a princess. She just uh, she refers to everybody as everybody other than herself as gravel, and they're not worthy of her. And uh, she even uses her the, most of the people in her company as chairs and things to walk on. Um, so yeah, she's. A little odd there. She's a little odd there for for the people into the dominatrix type. Uh, that that's who uh, Hinaba is for. I'm sure there, there's a lot of glorious art out there somewhere. Uh, um, yeah. So uh, Hibana, she she basically takes Iris's bait when Iris is trying to plead with her. That leads to the raid on Company Five. Uh, Hinawa gunning down Crusaders was pretty badass, and Maki even notes that Hinawa seems to go uh, harder on humans than Infernals. Um, because you know what, just uh, he like he likes to show people how it's done. He, you know, when when people are breaking the rules, he finds the need to enforce them, which yeah, I liked a definitely. lot. Definitely, I like the fact that Maki and you know why they kick so much ass to that. Um, so there's this like a, it's like a what like a trio of siblings, isn't it? Um, that they're taking yeah, on. Yeah, and one of them, like one of them, doesn't even fight because she's just so terrified of uh, Hinoa and Maki, which I liked. Yeah, and I mean, uh, their company, Company Eight, is by far the smallest. They've only got a few, few people. But these other companies, like Company Five that Princess Ivana runs, it has like like a hundred members, and Maki and Maki and um, um, the lieutenant are just running through these people. So it's kind of interesting. I figured you would, um, uh, you picked episode nine, but I, I was kind of surprised you didn't pick the episode that finished off the little uh, Hinaba arc because I thought that episode was excellent actually because it did uh, make Hinaba a more sympathetic character. Um, you know what? I, I did like that episode too, but episode nine was a big thing, big one for me, a big turning point into why I wanted to continue watching it. Um, it really starts to, you really start to break out and it really shows you uh, the antagonist faction to this. Like the, they call them the white clad. This is the first they start to uh, pop up and um, Atomiki and, and Shinra really kind of like turns it up a notch and beats up, beats up one of the, uh, I, I, the biggest turncoats in the, in the, in the series and uh, in Rekka Hoshimiya, uh, one of the lieutenants from Company One, and uh, it it was it it was just one of the better episodes for me. Yeah, I mean, again, I think Episode Nine is also a banger for sure. Uh, the fact that it ties into something we are going to talk about in a bit, which is the fact that uh, he's been searching for children who have latent uh, pyrokinesis abilities, and the fact that it gets into the fact that Shinra's. Uh, been searching for his brother who he thought had died but you know there may have there may be more to that story uh which does play a big role and also the fact that 
you know, Wreck is just straight up killed at the end of this episode, which is a big fucking twist. Yeah, and it's it's by the the people he's working are. Uh, it, it, it basically it's it comes in his own hands to a degree. So, um, why why seventeen? This is again. This is the fu- this was the fun part for me because I was like, okay, I have no idea what is going on now. I'm missing a lot of context, uh, but I didn't mind it. Uh, there was there was a cute redhead in cutoffs. Uh, what was her deal? What's her name? <laughs> Um, honestly, she was this very sideline character, and I, uh, um, uh, not one of the ones I, I really, uh, really, um, took notice of, like, like, like some of the, the fan service boys love. Okay. Um, I thought, I thought there was more to her because again, I mean, it's not like she does a ton in this episode, but I'm like, okay, well maybe she had some stuff in previous episodes that she did. I mean, she does, she definitely does have some stuff a little bit, a little bit in previous episodes. Um, in the the pre- the one previous to this in episode sixteen and uh, fifteen, but um, that this little arc of when they're trying to meet their engineer Vulcan, uh, is when really thing things start to pop off. You see one of the other uh, um, company uh, company captains, Doctor Giovanni, is what his name is. He's always wearing the very noticeable mask and you've never seen his face and stuff like that. He's a very, very nefarious kind of like, um, an interesting character. So he's the, the main, uh, antagonist to, to this episode for sure. And, uh, um, convincing Vulcan, the, the new engineer to hop on with them, who is a, a character in himself, um, was, was just interesting for this part. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, we got to talk about Show. So, Show is a big character, uh, of course. Uh, I just referred to him for a while as creepy white haired dude. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, he's also got the, the devil face that Shinra has. He's a, he's a Kusakabe. So, Show is definitely an interesting character, and he's, he seems right off the bat a very overpowered beast of a character. And uh, he, he can actually. Um, I, I don't really fully understand his uh, his abilities. It, it seems like he can stop and start restart time um, by cooling the uh, I, I guess cooling and and heating the world up. Um, he's got a very interesting ability, and it, it really um, runs in tandem with Shinra's when they when they start to get their fight on. But uh, he's introduced at the end of this episode, seventeen, and and uh, without uh, one of the an- another interesting character, without Joker hopping in and saving these guys, it uh, would have ended badly. Uh, what what's Joker's whole deal? Um, Joker's basically been in there since uh, the first couple episodes. He is um, just kind of a. a for lack of a better term, a, a lone wolf just kind of doing doing his own thing and running his style of justice and uh, um, poking and prodding Shinra into what he thinks he can be developed into. And he's, I don't want to say he's like a mentor, but he's like, a, he's, he's definitely a, a character to watch because he has some, some interesting uh, fights and some interesting plot value in in who he is. 
Um, I also really like the fact that Hinaba got to team up with the uh, the crew as well, uh, even though she does get knocked out uh, during her big uh, hero moments. Oh yeah. So now we're now we're already on twenty two again. This is this is a, this is a quick one. Um, why twenty two? I can understand uh, why when we'll get into it, but yeah, I thought the animation in this episode was fantastic. You also, uh, I think, I guess there's a reason for it. You didn't pick the uh, season finale, so instead you picked the episode, the third to last episode of the season. Why is that? You start to really see the connection of the two brothers in this, Shinra and Sho, um, and. You really get the the determination factor. I mean, the episode is called The Brothers Determination for a reason. You, you see the determination and the no-quit kind of way that Shinra takes with just about everything he does, which is, um, I mean, it, it's uh, when you go back to my favorite shows, and I, I think any of the time I've, I've popped on here with you, uh, it tends to be this very similar character. It's very, like, naruto-esque um uh like doesn't stop won't quit type of character and he's just so determined to to figure out what's going on and um get his brother back and all these different things yeah it's kind of interesting because again i i know like one little spoiler uh from the series so i did and it's a spoiler you don't even know because it happens way later um it's from from i guess what would be the third season that i just heard about so the fact that they're mentioning hell made me kind of perk up uh for uh for some other connections the series may have um can you explain what an adola burst is what's the deal with that so an Adola burst is a, a special characteristic of only third generations and only very, very few actually have this. And there's a certain amount of, um, you'll find later in, later in the, in the series, um, the white cloud, the antagonist faction, uh, calls them the pillars and they're the ones that will burn, uh, the world back uh, back up again, and uh, Sho is one of the pillars. He is an he has an Adola burst, which is a flame that burns hotter than anybody else's. And you can actually, with the people that have Adola bursts, they can actually link up and um, I guess generate more energy off of each other. And in this episode specifically, twenty two. Um, you, that's what really takes, uh, uh, Shinra to that next level. And he actually develops a, a new power, uh, and that's moving so fast that his particles, the particles of his body separate and reanimate back together by the time he's trying to hit something or something. So he's moving faster than the speed of light yeah and this episode to me felt like shows super saiyan moment is that correct or i guess you've watched ahead so i'm sure there's even even greater power power ups to come well i mean really off the bat from the moment you see show he's already already playing at super saiyan uh it's it's really shinra's coming out moment of oh wait fuck, I, I got their saiyan. names confused yeah shinra yeah, shinra's, yeah. yeah it, I got their names it, it, it's 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 his his moment of when he steps up so yeah i mean 
near the near the end of it, it uh, it's 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 a bit of a uh, a tearjerker as well as to uh, nothing really goes Shinra's way in terms of his brother and all that kind of stuff. But uh, um, yeah, it, it really pumps up the the action level in these later episodes as usually a building up to a finale. Well, fantastic. Uh, again, you've seen both seasons of the show. What season is the best one? Season one, it definitely is the best season for me because it. It was an introduction to the show. Um, I really like season two because you're getting more into more of like you're learning more. Of, uh, they talk about the the hell, which which they call he- the hell is is Adola, um, and you start to learn what happened with um, Shinra's parent or Sh- Shinra's mother, um, and what um, the evangelist is and the evangelist is uh like one of the deities that kind of runs the the white clad faction that they're all up against and uh you just get to see more and more of that and more explanation of exactly what's going on in their world uh and how how people with the dola dola bursts are being used and how they've been used in the past um i mean it it I guess it is really a good expo- a, a good interesting um world that they've they've built with this that I mean it's it's very post apocalyptic and I mean most of the world's burnt up um only Tokyo and and several other places like China and things like that are still around and they they're rebuilding it through um the strength of the their religious um ways and stuff like that and it's uh how all of that was built was it is just very interesting and stuff like that nice yeah are we ready to get into our favorite segments uh i think so yeah let's do it cue the music Speed wagon, 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 Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert EO Speedwagon. So for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character of this batch of episodes. Uh I'll go first. I think for me. Um, as, as much as I have the hots for uh, uh, Princess Hinaba, I'm going to go with Hinawa. Um, I thought he was just a fun character. I think the fact that, again, he's this kind of stuffy-looking middle manager type dude uh, who's actually a total fucking badass and doesn't take shit from anyone uh, was a cool characteristic. Uh, it seems like I haven't seen his best fights. Um, Anthony, again, you, you're the expert on this show compared to me. Does, does Hinawa get some big moments to come? Um, yeah, a lot is centered around him, and uh, he's um, he's definitely a great character to watch. Um, I, I wouldn't say his uh, his personality really peps up too much, but he's 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 an interesting character. He he's not quite um, he's not quite Nanami level. I mean, Nanami Nanami is in, in a whole class of coolness, but he does give me a bit of Nanami vibes. Uh, Nanami from uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. Oh, definitely, definitely, and uh, I that's a that's a very good uh, um, kind of tie to put there. Very, very similar type of way. Uh, who's the speedwagon from this batch for you? 
Ooh, from this batch, um, yeah. uh, it's this is a, this is a hard one for me, but I'm 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 probably actually gonna have to. Um, I'm I'm actually I, I guess it's a, I guess it is a supporting character uh, supporting character. I'm gonna say Captain Obi. Yeah, we haven't really talked about him too much at all, really. He's uh, he's completely um, unpowered. He's just a regular human being, but. Uh, on the outside, it kind of looks like he he does nothing but work out and pump up and, and push forward and stuff like that. But he's got a very deep um, deep caring for the people around him and for people in general, and want a, a big want to make the world better. And uh, he's you you see more and more uh, that how how much this character opens up and how much him being unpowered. And who he is, and and really just ties all of them together. It's okay, a, so he he's a good uh, he's a good leader for them. So he can't. He's not even a second generation then, eh? He's not. No, not even a second. He's just a regular human being, but he uses the tools around him and and the people around him uh, in in the best ways possible. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, uh, this was a short podcast. I know. Um, Sometimes sometimes we can't always do the three-hour, two-hour episodes. Um, but yeah, final thoughts on Fire Force. I'll go first. Yeah, this is a nice show, at least from what I've seen so far. Um, it's kind of in that like solid Shonen 7 out of 10 mode. Um, but I am intrigued about where it's going. And again, I want, you know, sometimes with this podcast, I, I, I get to be the expert. Other times it's fun to just... See, see what someone can throw at us. Uh, and I think, you know, Anthony, you obviously have earned that because you've had to sit through some of the stuff I've covered uh, before. So, yeah, like this was, this was an interesting show to be on the outside lens for. And I am intrigued about where it's going to go. I mean, even like episode 22, the fact that I haven't even seen the uh, season finale still gives me enough to be intrigued by what's to come. I'm looking, even the preview of episode 17 and seeing where the stuff from 12 is eventually going to tie into 17 and how that arc plays out. Yeah, it's an interesting show. There's some good world building. I, I'm excited to see, you know, how much it escalates. Obviously, I got to see the Super Saiyan moment for Shinra, you know, and now it's time to see uh, the levels beyond Super Saiyan, I suppose. And I guess, you know, season three is on the horizon, so that'll be another thing. And you know what? You'll see the kind of that that he's Shinra's gonna get a new kind of a sensei about him. Uh, he's gonna get a new sensei. A new character pops up it, shortly through this that pops in and out of uh, season one and season two and becomes a a bigger character. His name's Shinmon Benimaru. He's Company Seven's captain. We didn't talk about him at all today, but uh, he's pr- probably one of my favorite characters in anime so far just just oh, an yeah. absolute absolute beast of a character but he gets shinra to really move to those next levels and he's got he's a very interesting captain in himself and a very like he's he's known as the strongest fighter in all of the show so damn that's a uh, high praise is he like a season two character or like end of season one guy you know what he starts in i believe i believe it is episode 11 that he pops in Oh, when so they I go to As- saw him. Okay, then. I yeah, when, when they go to when they go to that small town Asakusa, the the people that don't believe in the the religion and all that kind of stuff, and 
he's the captain there. He, you'll you'll notice him right away. He's got the the longer hair and the the eyes that have different symbols on them. Uh, there's quite a few characters that have that. It's it's kind of an odd characteristic for them to have, but it's kind of cool. Uh, mm. But he's he pops in and out of all of these ones. Uh, I think episode twelve is one of the better ones for him too. But uh, season two is when he really pops in as the the sensei and uh, really starts to pep things up. And uh, how about the the show stuff? Is that still a big part of season two, or is that mostly handled by the end of season one? Uh, You know what? It's definitely not handled, but uh, you don't see him as much as you would probably want to. It's definitely on the back burner. I feel like he's going to pop up a lot more in season three. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and I guess uh, season two has its own share of antagonists. Uh, How do they hold up just as like a little tease? I, I know I picked season one as the better better season, but season two uh, definitely has a lot of action, and uh, it definitely holds up. You see a lot of uh, interesting uh, uh, characters and villains kind of pop up in this. You're definitely getting me intrigued. Um, yeah, I know you were almost disappointed when I told you I only watched up to episode 12, but what can I say? This has been a busy fucking anime season. Even me... Um... I mean, at some point, we're going to have to cover Pluto because Pluto was so fucking good. But that was eight full hours. Um, uh, you know what? I, I've just gotten into Pluto, too. So oh, I mean, shit. It, it, it is a really, really good one. Fuck, um, man. Maybe you come um, on for Pluto then when you're done that shit. Well, who knows, man? Why have you have a Pluto free-for-all? Because I know um, some other people have talked to me about it. Yeah, I'm glad you're it's, happy it's, with Pluto. It's really good. And it's definitely one you can get into. It, it creates a really cool world. Uh, how many episodes um, did you get into for that? I'm only two or three in so far, but, uh, but they're it, it, they're it, heavy. Two- it already they're grabs a, you. It's a heavy two or three. Yeah, I talked to another buddy, uh, a friend of ours. Um, I think he binged it within like two days as well. So it's a <laughs> uh, it's a good fucking show. Yeah, I think I think we're definitely gonna have to cover Pluto in the near future because it seems like people are talking about it, even though Netflix loves to just drop a series and then everyone forgets about it two weeks later. But uh blue eyes samurai i feel like that's also on deck even though i haven't watched it but i hear it's really fucking good too much anime it's hard enough just keeping track of the uh the weeklies like you and me with jujutsu kaisen um, yeah well that's that's another animal in in, a, in of itself it's a, that's it gets better each episode so far this season but uh, every, i'm glad yeah. i'm glad we talked about uh fire force i feel like it's only going to get better so Absolutely. And who knows? We can always return to it as well. Season three is on the horizon. Um, I should also note that, you know, this was done by David Production. They've done JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is a series I really like. Um, and I'll be curious to see what the animation's like for season three of Fire Force, because it has been a couple years. So knock on wood, hopefully they'll be able to step it up even further, because uh, it's always nice when shows get a bit more uh, money, as we saw, of course, with Jujutsu Kaisen, which, you know, is just season two of Jujutsu of jjk has just been made of money <laughs> oh yeah like a, and 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 it, and it shows it too it's great it shows it's just like oh my god they're just throwing as, as much money as they fucking can on screen even compared to the first season which wasn't a slouch at all um yeah do, is, is that your final thoughts on fire for anthony i kind of just like segue from my own uh final thoughts unless you have more to say yeah I, honestly my final thoughts would be just uh, uh if you've just started this keep going it gets better um if you're in the middle of it uh keep going it, you uh this is this is not an anime that's gonna uh disappoint um it at least it didn't disappoint me if you're if you're one of those shonen lovers 
Um, and yeah, just uh, keep going with this one. It, it's it it you can tell it's going to get better. Awesome, Anthony. You're a private citizen, so we're not going to give out your credentials. But you, uh, dear listener, can find me at only real Jack M on Twitter. Uh, Jack is Jack on Instagram. Follow at is this anime pod on Instagram. We're we're not active on Twitter anymore ever since they disabled um, posting from Instagram onto Twitter. So there you go. Um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this shorter episode. But hey, sometimes uh, they can't they can't all be beefy ones. And you know you got a little bonus talk too about Pluto. So. Anyways, uh, dear listener, we'll be with you in two weeks. Uh, with who knows? Again, uh, my life itself has gotten a bit busier, so uh, we're, we're 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 trying to maintain the the ship as much as we can. So thank you for staying on. Anyways, uh, take it easy. All right, thanks, buddy. Bye.